You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hey, One of Us Network listeners, this is Trevor from the Nighthawks podcast, invading your space to ask you to give us a spin if you like movies. And I'm Matt, joining Trevor to ask you to join our cult. May not be a cult. Probably a cult. On the Nighthawks podcast, we cover new movies, old movies, great movies, bad movies, so bad they're good movies. And we cover movies from Norway. One movie from Norway, one time. So far. And it was a really good movie from Norway. It is a good movie from Norway. It's got Stellan Skarsgård. Matt, this is a promo for our podcast, the Nighthawks podcast. Do you want people to listen to the podcast, or do you want them to watch In Order of Disappearance? Wasn't that the point of covering In Order of Disappearance on the podcast to get people to watch it? Fair enough. Watch In Order of Disappearance and then afterwards listen to our Nighthawks podcast episode on it. Or you could listen to an episode on any of the over 120 other movies we've covered. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, and at nighthawkspodcast.com. Well, I mean, it's basically the X-Files. Um, I think it might be better than the last two seasons of the X-Files. They make no bones about it. Even the theme music is essentially the X-Files music. What are we talking about? Well, we're talking about that other spinoff of what we do in the Shadows television show that came out in New Zealand, more directly connected to the movie than the American show is, Wellington Paranormal. Because you remember in the movie, there were those two bumbling cops who they kind of use there, like, you don't remember any of this, you don't see this mm-hmm. in it. Well, those two cops, of everything in that movie, you're like, what would get a spinoff? <laughs> those two cops are the ones who got the spinoff. Officer Kyle Minogue, played by an actor named Mike Minogue. <laughs> And Officer O'Leary, played by an actress named Karen O'Leary. Well, that certainly makes it easy to remember who you're talking to on set, I guess. They did that office thing. And they are the police officers in the same town where What We Do in the Shadows took place. There is a Vampires episode, but it doesn't get deep into the mythology back from the show. Although I believe one of the characters in there was actually in the movie, if I'm not mistaken. One of the vampire characters. Not one of the main ones, to be clear. Anyway, the idea is that there's lots of paranormal shit going on in Wellington. And their boss, who is honestly my favorite character in the show, Sergeant Ruawai Maka, played by Maka Pohatu. See, still going. After they have an experience meeting a possessed woman, which is the pilot and one of the best episodes of the first season, I thought anyway, he's like, I've chosen you two to be part of this new special paranormal investigative unit, which it's just them. And he's got this little not a passcode secret door where he just goes, (laughs) he makes beeping sounds with his mouth. (laughs) So so as if there was a passcode. Hey, don't worry. Eventually he gets a passcode. But as it goes, it's just a weekly show where these two, as Mike Minogue said, well, we're like the X-Files and that O'Leary's like Scully because she's kind of smart and she's a little skeptical. And I'm like Mulder because I have brown hair. (laughs) (laughs) 
the jokes in this that go by in the background, like him being named Kyle Minogue, that's where the comedic density comes in here. The show itself can be a little spare sometimes on the front end. It took a while to grow on me like a pod person. But they got you too, Matt. And we've only seen two of the seasons of the three that have been made and the fourth, which has already been made. They put a shit ton of specials. There's like a Christmas special. There's a whole series of COVID era specials. There's like a ton of stuff that I don't know why HBO didn't just put on the bonus features or something as they're now finally airing all of these here. I'm guessing since the third season premiered on February 2021, the second season of Wellington Paranormal, if you will, on HBO, which the first season is basically just season one and two crammed together, the second season will probably be season three and season four crammed together when those come out, or at least I hope so anyway. Created by Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement, who did What We Do in the Shadows. A lot of them are directed by Jermaine Clement as well. And as Matt said, yeah, they're kind of straightforward. Like, that's the description. That's what you get. It's really just a monster of the week show. But yeah, joining me here is Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello. Harmony. Kia ora is hello in New Zealand and in Maori. So there you go. Wow, you did the research. I did. Nice. You're some kind of ghost, aren't you? Maybe. And joining us for the first time in a while because he's been out making sure all the kids enjoy their music festivals. Robert. Hello, everybody. How's that going, by the way? Did you have to fight any monsters or just drunken 20-somethings? We did have to check through a gate one time with our credential, but we accidentally showed our COVID credential and a officer in Tennessee said, oh, well, we don't care about that COVID credential. And we were like, we absolutely believe you. (laughs) (laughs) The first season is six episodes. The second season is about six episodes. And they're like 20 minutes or so. Each one is very, very deadpan. Minogue is an idiot. He's Homer Simpson past, what is it, season five or so, idiot, where he went from kind of an idiot to, oh my God, you're like, have brain damage or something level (laughs) idiot. He's really dumb. And O'Leary's not terribly bright herself but she's capable <laughs> she looks like a genius next to minogue so she's obviously sort of the one who's kind of in charge of, of when these two are out and about but all the humor is just bone dry as they have next to no reaction from paranormal shit going on around them <laughs> which ranges from sea monsters to vampires to ghosts to an invading alien race which is one of the ones that they keep coming back to it appears like that's going to be one of the running joke things we get the werewolves again the core gag is that i guess you have to know a little bit of new zealand trivia but wellington is very sleepy new zealand itself is just so chill that the new zealand police are essentially pro wrestling referees the only thing they really break up is like drunk aussie bar fights so the core joke here is they treat everybody they encounter with just the same banal, helpful aplomb. There's a joke specifically kind of on how banal it is. It starts with them putting up a ban on unnecessary horn tooting in a Mount Victoria tunnel, and they accidentally unleash a ghost policeman from the 1930s who go around causing trouble trying to enforce laws that haven't been on the books for decades, just ridiculous bars that every city has somewhere deep in the refuse of their rule books. And it's kind of making fun of that. Like, they're just these stupid (laughs) laws. No, no hitching posts within a yard of a trough, that kind of thing. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. I think that this is not as strong a show as as, uh, what we do in The Shadows is. I'm going to say that flat out. If you're watching, go into this expecting something with that type of humor. It's really not that type of humor. It's something different. And it doesn't really feel like the movie either. It's kind of its own thing. And I think that's just because of how incredibly dry it really is. I mean, these cops who are just dealing with just absurdities, but... They're still never stop acting like bored local cops. It also like it has a feel like the closest thing I could relate it to 
Do you remember when Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino and company, did Mystery Team? Yes. The concept was like an Encyclopedia Brown or Hardy Boys, except they kept doing it in their 20s. That's what this really feels like, is there is some little kid logic at play with uh, Sergeant Maka in particular. They're all kind of arrested development cases, and that is the through line that actually makes them kind of start to grow on you, and I found it much stronger over time. I'm super glad I signed up to review this, because I might have blown it off after one or two. I'm absolutely in love with O'Leary and Minogue. They're just hysterical. It's obviously a low-budget, what-can-we-do-extremely-quick kind of stuff, but they're using exterior, so it looks neat. One thing I like about the Monster of the Week thing is sometimes the whole episode, we get whatever the intruder is to the scene as the whole thing, but then we get episodes like the Sea Monster, where it's just a build-up to a really dirty joke. And one thing I'm really digging in it is we see more in the second season, but Constable Parker is played by Thomas Sainsbury. Poor Parker. He's like, if we could push Minogue further out into the water, I think. Thomas Sainsbury is also in a great festival movie from last year called Dead, where he has a mix of pills that he's got from friends and his vape pen, and when he takes it, he can see dead people. So he turns it into like a service. Cool flick. But it's kind of the same kind of flavor where a lot of the joke is that no one on screen gets that there's a joke i see parker as being very like the toby of the office you know like he's like just abused the brilliance is is he's their foil but he's smarter than them yeah and more and more self-preserving he's like a jim and a toby at the same time yeah he for sure asks a lot of questions but still goes along with him being the horrible part of the plan So there is a Jermaine Clement cameo in this season, and I missed it completely. It's not his character from what we do in the shadows. I'm just curious if anybody else caught what it was. He's the robot. Yeah. He's the voice of an intelligent AI. Some of these ideas are just brilliant. Like the one you're referencing, I think it's called Mobots, which is pretty much all our late 90s, early 2000s tech combining to become little Nokia Voltrons. Like, what a fun episode. And I thought it was executed pretty cool for it being just some half-hour episode of this show. Like, that was really neat. Well, that's worth mentioning is that for all that the show has a cheap look, but I'm not sure it's a cheap show. I I think it's kind of shot to look like cops because Mm -hmm. the effects they do deploy look decent. They keep all the GoPros in the car in the shots, you know, to further impress that we're not using red cinema 5K cameras for this stuff. Yeah. And there's a lot of like inventive new takes on various things inside the magic and what have you. Like there's an episode Fear the Brianas, which Yes, I was gonna talk about that. I love that one. Where that's like witchcraft, where there's an explosion in a girls' school and basically a sort of village of the damned group of girls, but with like witchcraft powers, and it's a riot. And I love that at the end they're just like, Stop doing that. <laughs> You're in trouble. My favorite of all of these actually, and it might be just because I like seventies party stuff, is things that do go bump in the night where there's reoccurring noise complaint where they find out every night a 1970s theme party of swingers just happens again and uh, you know they're all dead and they don't want to stop partying ever like the guy who's throwing the party is like no we'll party forever the party king they're like try to rest the party king and like put him in the car and he forgets for a minute that he's a ghost and can just get out of the car <laughs> in the back yeah of that's him. some of that fun stuff that I like that it's not they found the ghost and let's exercise him it's like let's talk him into not doing this and bothering the neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) Mano ends up in like the hot tub, you know, like... (laughs) 
<laughs> of course, it's a seventies party. What do you what do you expect? Yeah, a lot of it is like Minogue will see something and then it isn't there again. And they's like, when I opened the door, there was a hot tub. When I closed it, there wasn't. She's like, Minogue, you're you're an idiot. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> Come about. Come on. <laughs> I'll say that for all of the lightness, there is just enough through line here with each character that you get kind of engaged. Mm -hmm. Like when Maka sees the sea monster and it, you know, he perceives it as being like a creature from mythology. A god, yeah. He's really moved by it. And we meet O'Leary's mom. Which is actually her mom. Oh, is it really? That's awesome. (laughs) Yes. That's super fun and like super insightful into the character. What's the plot with Minogue? He has a brother or something? Yes. He just kind of talks about this brother that I don't think we ever see. But yeah, he just kind of talks about this brother who's out of his mind. They're like just realized enough. You don't need like a fan wiki to follow it or anything. But they step just far enough away from just being sketch characters. Matt, keep going into your final thoughts. I really liked the tone it had by the end of the second season. I encourage people to try it and stick out the whole thing. It feels a little bit like kind of sketchy web content at first. If I had not had someone tell me to watch the second one, I might have blown it off. So I can't give it full marks, but I'll say like, I'm going to give it seven out of 10 highly questionable police procedures regarding people in the back seat. Bob? I really like this, you know, I'm a horror dude, I like the darker stuff. I think the last comedy half hour I followed was probably Atlanta, so I don't really watch a lot of half hour straight comedy stuff. This is just indelible to me. Obviously, I have the horror sensibility, so I like all the subject matter. Chris mentioned it earlier, but if you dig this show, search Wellington Paranormal COVID. So in New Zealand, we all know they had the miraculous deal with COVID. They put these two cats on TV for eight months and wrote songs about stay two meters away and why you can't just not wear a mask and all this stuff. And they're somewhere between themselves and these characters. I want to believe a little bit. <laughs> so it played really well, but I just really dug it. I think the way they're using the format between almost found footage. And I love that they never really give a shit about the camera guys, which is just part of that Clement universe that I really like. I love that they jump around from tone. They do some socially relevant stuff. And they also, like Chris is saying, they take ideas that we've seen 10 movies about and still find something different that they can do for about 15 minutes. I'm going to give this eight out of 10 haunted Nissan because I think that was my favorite episode. (laughs) Harmony? I really enjoy this show. I hope that the next seasons come out on HBO. I I don't know what the reception on the show has been because it didn't matter to me because I enjoyed it. So I really like how dry it is. I like that type of humor. I am actually not a horror person. I like horror if it's comedy horror, you know, your zombie land, Shaun of the Dead, that kind of thing. And so this is right up my alley. There's some parts that are concerning, but it's not like scary. I love Maka and O'Leary the best. (laughs) I love all the gags about O'Leary and her sexual orientation that may or may not (laughs) be accurate. That they're all saying, oh yeah, you you just love playing with the boys. Or, you know, she's like, no, no, not at all. But I love her so much. Maka, I dig that we have this person of color of Maori descent as a sergeant, as a important figure in this show. And he's hilarious to me. He's a big guy. Everything he does, I think is just hilarious. So I highly recommend the show. It's a lot of fun. It's very X-Files-esque, like you were saying, but it doesn't take itself seriously at all. I'm going to give this 7.5 out of 10 plant pod people. 
It's lightly funny. It doesn't make me laugh out loud as much as what we do in the shadows does for sure. But there's this constant through line of just like, this is pleasant. I'm liking this. And it reminds me as nothing so much as the very grand tradition in horror is once a trope has become kind of tired, then you take the popular comedians of the day and you have them encounter and deal with it, which all, of course, arguably started with Abbott and Costello meeting all the universal monsters. <laughs> but it has that feel. These two actors who've worked together at length before in sketch comedy groups who are sort of like doing these characters dealing with all this always kind of staying in that exact character like how would these comedians do that that maybe really want to see like a Harold and Kumar meets the monsters television series or something along those lines and be like yeah why not we'll get back Harold and Kumar I can see them fighting the mummy that would be great (laughs) I'm all for that anyway no I mean I like this generally okay to a lot depending on the episode some are stronger than others but there's not really a bad one per se it's one of those shows I watch with my wife and we have dinner and watch it and we always had a good time with it i'm hoping they do put out the third season here and the fourth one and i'm all those COVID episodes i would love to see them so come on get on it hbo i guess i'm going to give this seven out of ten slugs that save all of humankind <laughs> <laughs> they gotta be good for something i really thought it steadily improved as they dialed more into form it was up and down the whole time for me i like the first and second season they're always like every other episode was kind of great yeah. and then the other one was like yeah it was just okay but you know we'll see maybe the third season for me is where it kicks off into full-on oh wow now it's the best comedy on tv a bit of the universe trivia i know that this is the spin-off that was the cheapest to make so they went ahead but the one in line before it was We're Wolves. We're Wolves. That's, that was supposed to be the movie sequel to what we do in the shadows that follow the werewolves. But I hear that's kind of dead right now. Oh, yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs>